Slay the Stars is a fifth edition actual play and is the brainchild of three friends with one goal, to share an epic story with people who want to listen. Content warning, uh, we do curse a bit. So if you're a child or that's not your thing, this might not be for you. We play by the rules, but we are not afraid to stretch them a bit for the sake of fun. And bad calls happen, and when they do, let's talk about it. Reach out on social media and start some discourse. We would love to hear from you, but please leave the negativity at the door. We want to form a community that's based in positivity and mutual enjoyment of this hobby that we all love. Now, let's begin our story. Zem and Shar made their way to Ocean Guard, visited Euphemia at the Golden Tract, intercepted a package that was supposed to be for Zem's teacher Dalius, got a room at the Queen's Rest in a sketchy part of town, and are about to open the crate. Anything you guys want to say or do? What's you... in the box? <laughs> <laughs> you leave a hanging curveball and I will smack the shit out of it. What's in the box? There's, there's... You open it and it's empty. No. <laughs> Uh, no. So, you guys. What? I want to know what, like, so what does this box look like? Is there what, just one package? Is it like a, like, paper-wrapped okay. bundle? It is a very thin wooden box that is held, um, the, the lid is held down by, like, they're, they're nails at the four corners, but they're more like what we would consider almost staples. They're very thin, um. <clears throat> Still be easier to open if you had a crowbar, but okay. I don't. Wanna, um, I don't want this amount of sass out of you. <laughs> but uh, between the two of you, you can you know use what you have on hand to sort of pry it open. But as far as the box itself, it's it's big. It's it's long. It's tall. I would say, I don't know how long is this? Four feet long by like maybe three feet high. So a third of a person's wingspan, give or take. Yeah, it's it's a very large box. But when you when you lift it. 
And like you guys saw Euphemia lift this box. Um, you were kind of shocked because she is somewhere between a gnome's height and also a human height. So maybe around like three and a half, four feet tall. And she, I mean, this box is as big as she is. And she was like lifting it and putting it on the counter. So Char, when you lifted it up and carried it here, you were kind of shocked at how light it is for how big it is. Um, and when you shake it, you can hear stuff shifting inside. Okay. Other than that, it's very nondescript. So is there like an, oh, any smell to it or any anything like that? So now that you are in an enclosed room and you're kind of sitting with the box, Zem, you immediately start to smell. I mean, Char, you smell this too, and you're probably also pretty familiar with this, uh, having now lived at a temple for a while. Um, you smell the distinct smell of incense. Strong. If this is just a bundle of incense, I'm going to be real pissed. I won't be, but I get the feeling I'm probably going to endure your fury. I'm just going to open the box. Okay. You rip the lid off the box, and inside you find more incense than you've ever seen in your entire <laughs> life. Probably, you die. would guess, like, thousands, a thousand gold pieces worth of incense. Just, just incense. At the top. Good lord. Uh, was he hoping to cleanse the entire school with this shit? Would that be enough? I mean... I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot of incense. You, yeah. Okay, I'm going to see if there's like a false bottom or something. Okay. You start digging to the bottom of all this incense and pushing, and it's like, it's getting in the air now, and you're both kind of like almost... <laughs> Yeah, you're coughing. It's, it's a lot. Um, but when you push it to the side, there's no false bottom. It's a, just a normal crate. But you do find a pouch in the bottom. How big? Um, this is probably maybe the size of... Like a fist? Like, yeah, like maybe, a, maybe like two fists. Two fists big. Okay. And Why do you guys got to go there? <laughs> I mean, I wasn't going there. I was just going for posterity. But I mean, if you want to take it that way, I mean, fine. We can take a hard do left. Do you it's not like, know me? It's like this. It's like this way. Of course, you'd be using that motion. You guys are taking hard <laughs> lefts. Aww. Um, what, so while he's looking and finding the fist pouch, I would like to, um, I'm, I'm kind of taking stock in inventory of this incense. Like, is it different types? Is it all the same stuff? Does it look... Like it came from one supplier, like okay, okay. Are they sticks? Are they cones? So, Zem, they roll me, roll me an Arcana check. We'll say to like kind of determine the quality of this incense. Shar, you pick up this bag, um, this pouch, and when you when you lift it up and you shake it, you can hear um, hard things hitting together. Kind of sounds like like marbles. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, kind of, well, not marbles are kind of like smaller. These are longer and thinner, and they're kind of like clicking together almost. I'll open the pouch. Uh, inside, you find a total of 16 strips of ivory. Probably oh. worth about 800 gold. Jesus. What did you get on your arcana? A 12. Okay. Uh, looking at this incense, you can tell that this is not... So, like, you, you're you pretty familiar with components and using incense for things like fine familiar and stuff like that. Um, this incense is super high quality. 
And part of that is probably because, I mean, he was buying so much. Uh, it probably made more sense to buy a smaller amount of a very high quality incense than, you know, cheaper incense and needing an even bigger crate. Um, but as far as anything else about it, that's about it. Okay. There's nothing, nothing too distinct about it. So it was only about a thousand gold pieces worth of incense. Yes. And around 800 gold pieces worth of strips of ivory. Yes. And that's it? That was all that was in the box? That's all that's in the box. Um, one more question about the incense. Are these like incense sticks or cones or like what's what? They're sticks. Okay. Zem, something you would know based on what you know about components and things like that is that having spells that use ivory as a component is they're difficult to actually cast and learn because ivory trade is illegal in the empire. And wait, so, so we're holding illegal materials. You are shit. Wouldn't be my first time. Won't be my last. What? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So this might be a stupid question, but um, also might not be. So is, ivory only found on like elephants or is ivory found on different creatures you only know of it being found on elephants but there may be other animals in the world that can produce ivory okay so i would just i would assume that it this is coming from an elephant then yeah okay and this definitely this does not look like new ivory this it's kind of it's slightly yellowed with age um but it's still illegal to trade and sell so um okay so these strips of ivory like roughly how big are they like a the two fists (laughs) yes uh, overall but like a single strip of ivory i picture them sort of like piano keys maybe like an inch wide and maybe like you know four or five inches long and they're like roughly rectangular in shape yeah okay wait so he ordered this allegedly because now we're not sure you said he doesn't exactly not have somebody go it's usually him that goes to order it um he yeah, I mean, this wouldn't be outside of the norm for him. I mean, he's the thing you have to understand about Dalius is he's always, always willing to try stuff. Literally any kind of stuff. Um, he just might not be successful. We might be looking at volume here as a matter of um, attempts <laughs> that he could afford. Mm. Uh, it's also not outside of the realm of possibility that this is one massive spell attempt i don't i don't know zem something that strikes you about this is that i mean you've spent a lot of time with dalius you've seen him place big orders before but around 1800 gold pieces plus whatever euphemia marked up on this so assuming she charged him close to 2000 gold pieces that's insane that's that's more money than you've ever seen him spend 
the four and by a long shot. That is a little, it is a little concerning where he might've gotten the funds for this. And I don't know when he would have placed this order. We did ask though. I thought, didn't he place it? Like you said three weeks ago. Um, I can't remember how it, it, he had placed the order at least a week prior and she had had the box in her possession for a few days. At least a week prior. Okay. Yeah. Did he ever, did he mention anything about like trying a new spell soon? Um, he was working on something. I, so I don't know what this would be for specifically. I, I, he's always trying to push the limits um, most everything that he did was for divination and, and predicting the future. So it seems like this is either something to do that or to create something to eventually help him do that. That's, that's his typical MO. I mean, it's not that it could be anything. <laughs> He, he really wanted to be the one to um, really limits. see magic come back in levels that we haven't seen since. Before. Yeah. Hmm. Sam, roll me one more Arcana check. Thirteen. So the two options here are one, this is, like you said, a a chance for him to have multiple attempts at a lower level spell. But if this is meant for one or two attempts of a new spell, a big spell, you are guessing that this is this would be enough component to push the limits beyond what you've seen anybody in the divination school produce so far. You've seen Dalius cast spells that are around what we metagaming would call like fourth level. Um, this would easily eclipse that. Okay. Yeah, this is uh this is real big time. Um potentially, and I'm a little concerned both about where the money came from cuz he's a professor. I mean, he makes money, but not that much. And then also what he is attempting I mean, I, again, I don't know. I don't know what he's attempting, but if this all is going for one ritual, one spell, this is, I've not seen anyone ever do magic like this. And I don't know that he could survive that alone. So let's say hypothetically he was the one that got this, then he would have had to have had help. Well, he might require help in the casting. Right. But you don't think he would order this stuff without at least getting some kind of help prior to it, right? 
I don't know the man. I have no idea. Yeah, I, it's kind of hard to know him. I, you can't predict his moves because he's just, he gets an idea and he's all over the place. His his brain is unlike, unlike most people we've encountered. I mean, he just, some stuff is nonsensical. Some stuff is genius and you kind of have to just throw a dart and see where it sticks. That's fair. Do I have any inclination, I'm assuming no, of what this amount of ivory would have could be used for other than like, have I seen ivory ever? You probably have seen ivory because even though it is, you are not allowed to trade it anymore. It was frequently used for statuettes and figurines and things like that. And many of them exist at the temple. Even when people have broken into the Temple of the Divines and stolen things, the ivory is never taken, though, because your, your lowly criminal knows that they can't sell it very well. And the criminals who would be able to turn it over generally go for bigger heists than a couple ivory statuettes. Okay, so but as far as what he could be planning with these, no, you're not sure. So we have... I'm assuming more uh, ivory than we can deal with feasibly carry or um, sorry, incense than we could feasibly carry. You would have a backpack stuffed with incense if you tried to take all of this incense. Well, I don't know. Um, beyond this, beyond trying to figure out where Dalius was in his brain on the day that he ordered all of this stuff. Um, we need to figure some stuff out for ourselves. We, I think we need to take some precautions um, and try to figure out our next moves. Like, who the hell is after us? Well, we can't exactly go back and ask your mom. We can't, for sure. But a lot of the shady people in my mom's organization deal with or are some of the same shady people that are here in this city. So I, I, we can't exactly trust them, but I might have an in with some of them. If I recognize some of them, the trick is going to be recognizing them before they recognize us. Do you think we can do that? Well, I think I need to go get something to dye our hair. Who would have that? There's a couple places that are going to be. Okay, for... so let's make a very, very short list. Who can we trust right now? Oh, yeah. I mean, I can probably. Hmm. Well, we don't necessarily need to trust anyone. We just need to be able to pay enough to make it simple enough to first get maybe some hair dye and disguise ourselves a bit and then go from there and make some decisions. Okay. We can um, probably just see if they have someone to go down to the market for us from here. Could. 
Um, we still have a chain shirt, a shield, a short sword, six daggers, pouch full of 12 gold, some rope, some rations. And you have the 100 gold pieces from Edhara mm -hmm. and the book. Mm -hmm. We also had some now no longer magical, magical armor. Mm -hmm. Is there any way that we can use this? We can sell it. Without unnecessarily exposing our identities. We can split it up and sell it in different areas. We just don't want to sell it all in, at the same time together. Okay, so... And you take some and I take some and go to different vendors. Should we soak some of this in ivory to try to mask the scent? Incense. Incense. Damn it. This is going to be an entire thing. Yep. Um... Like we, yeah. I mean, we can, we can, we can do that. Okay, so let's split the ivory up. You get four hundred gold pieces worth, so you get eight pieces, and I'll get eight pieces. That way, I don't want to sell all of this. We're not selling it. It's just that if some, if one of us gets it stolen from, we still have the other half. Oh, I see what you're saying. Fair enough. Well, okay, hold on. Uh, the last time I was here, let's see if they fixed it. Um, because this is the room that I've stayed in before, right? Yes. So I'm going to go see if there's any, like, loose floorboards. Roll me an investigation check. Guidance. <laughs> it's nat one. <laughs> Double nat one? Was it with D4 no, or one? Two. Zem, you have a flash of inspiration and you're like okay we are starting to get into the sketchier part of town there has to be you know some little hidey hole here that smugglers use and you spend 10 minutes combing the room stepping on every board checking wall panels and you do not find anything so if there is something a hidey hole here it's very well hidden counter option you make your own hidey hole by completely tearing the shit out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember this. <laughs> you rip up a floorboard and it just opens into the bar below and they just look at you. <laughs> yeah. This this place is not bad. Sorry guys. Does not have separation between ceiling and floor. Um Okay, never mind. They must have fixed it. Okay. So What time is it? Uh at this point it is um, actually around dinner time and you ordered food on your way up and you hear a knock at your door and you hear the, the barkeep from downstairs. Uh, I have your, the food you ordered. Okay. I've had a game a little bit. I don't remember. Does he know that I'm here? Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll get it. I'm going to throw, like, I'm going to keep a sack of I ivory. No incense. <laughs> In my back pocket, just in case I have to, like, smoke screen, get away. Smoke <laughs> You have to light it. It. You have to. All right. No, this is just the thing. Anytime somebody, like, comes with you, you're just, oh, incense. He's going to literally throw the ivory. It's going to shatter. Not ivory. The incense. useless 
No, but you said ivory that I feel like you're just going to pick the ivory out of your pocket like ninja fetish. And it's- That's true. That's true. If you ever make that little uh, snafu. And, no, and you're like, I'm going to throw the ivory. I mean, it's, it's going to be like, nope. <laughs> it hits them in the face. They're all mad. <laughs> so, Let me uh, grab my sticky notes real quick. <laughs> it's incense. Now you open the door and it is the barkeep and he has a tray and on the tray you see some almost like a pancake looking um, food item and on top there's some sort of diced up stewed meat and you see a couple little potatoes and like a carrot and a parsnip in there and he has two plates of this and two big mugs of ale. He just hands you the tray. Thank you. Of course. Do we know his name? Would I know his name? I do not think you guys asked his name last time. Would I have known it from previous, like, trips here? You can roll a history check to see if you remember it. Oh, you don't disappoint me. Um, 15. Okay. Perfect. Yeah, his name is Jeff. (laughs) Not ivory. Um, hey, Jeff, while you're here, can you send, like, one of the, um, like, what would they be called? Like a runner? Yeah, you can call them a runner. Can you send one of your, uh, runners up? Oh, certainly. Uh, are you fine with, like, a child, or does this need to be more adult? Oh, it's fine to be a child. Perfect. Uh, I can have somebody up here in 10 minutes. Okay. Thank you. Absolutely. Th- thank you. And he... Uh, I like Jeff. Leaves. Gets <laughs> downstairs. Anything you guys are doing in the interim while you wait for the child? I'm going to eat. <laughs> I'm going to get the stuff together to like put it by the door. And we'll kind of split it into twos. Okay. So how much, how much do we have to pay for him running this place's? Oh, he's not doing this running. I'm not putting him in. I'm not sending no, him No, I mean, there. I'm sure. I thought you were going to go send him to get, like, hair dye or something. Yeah, that, that I'm doing. Okay. Um, I don't know how much it costs to get hair dye. I've never dyed my hair. Same. Give him a gold piece. Okay. Can't be that much. I hope not. And then he can keep the leftovers for, like, tip and silence. <laughs> Maybe we should give him two. One gold piece is fine. Okay. Works for me. All right. So about 10 minutes goes by and you hear another knock at the door. Do, uh, I don't know how to open door and answer doors. Apparently my, I just froze. What do I do? <laughs> Turn the knob and pull it. My brain just completely shut off. <laughs> um, I'll get the door. <laughs> you just see Sharp staring at a corner, just. Um, yes, yeah. I go to the door. I open it. Okay, you open the door, and standing there is the same uh, short, blonde-haired girl who took the horse from you yesterday. Oh. And hello uh, again. She's just like, oh, uh, hi. Jeff told me that you guys need something. 
Yeah, so I'm just really tired of my hair, and I thought I would dye it a different color. Uh, oh, but your, I mean, your hair's so pretty. Yeah, I it is, but you know, sometimes you just need a little bit of a change. I wish I had that color hair, but okay. It, I mean, yeah, I know where where some of the <clears throat> ladies who come here go to get some of the things they need. Um, I can. I can get that for you. It might might take me like an hour or so. Um, how was, you know, like three gold? First of all, we shot ourselves in the foot by naming our own prices. We did. Second of all, I got it. <laughs> I'm going to go over a hand or four gold because I think that it, we need double the amount, right? Yeah, he wants some too. We're going to match. Oh, that's that's weird, but I'm not gonna judge you. <laughs> it kind of sounds. Thank like you, you, small are, child. But that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, small child, for not judging us. I appreciate you. You definitely are judging us right now, currently, but that's okay. Okay. Um, when you hand her the four gold, her eyes get huge because she expected you to haggle down from three, and you just handed her four. I'm just, I'm going to, like, as she's looking at it, I'm going to, like, reach my hand down and, like, hook my finger under her chin and, like, look at her in the face and just say, hurry right there and come right back and talk to nobody. I, I won't say a thing. Thank you. How's the horse? Oh, uh, he's, he's great. He's, he's very good natured and he really likes, oh, oh, never, I, I have to go. I'm looking at Zem, I have to go. And she kind of, like, takes off at a sprint and runs back out. It is occurring to me that we're not supposed to just pay the price <laughs> that we are asked of. This is definitely a place where you haggle. And I don't know how you got my uh, coin purse, so give it back. <laughs> this, is the one, this is mine. This is, you have the hundred one. I have the one that I got off the guard. Yeah, and how much do you have left? Nineteen. Oh, my K. Oh, my K. So, you guys have a little bit of time before she gets back. What are you guys doing? You can hear when the door is open. I mean, even with it shut, this is not a soundproofed room. You can kind of hear that there's stuff going on downstairs. But with the door open, you can hear that there's probably a group of people down there um, throwing dice, having a good time, talking. I would like to go over the book that I got. The... Um... Uh, like, with a fine-tooth comb. Which book? Remind me. The one with the invisible lettering thing? Oh. Yes, that book. I'm just, okay. I'm just going to keep studying it. And while she does that, I'm going to crack open the door and just listen to what's going on downstairs and seeing who, if somebody's trying to come up near the door, then maybe I'll shut it. But I'm just going to listen. Okay. Shar, uh, roll me a perception check. Guidance. Zem, you are going through this book and... The pages are blank. There's nothing written there, but this book is in great condition. I would like for you to roll me an investigation check of said book. 26. All right. Uh, Shar, you hear everything. A monk meditated and just went on. <laughs> yeah, just goes full on meditation and just hyper focuses. And... You hear them playing some sort of game where 
you can hear like some people screaming like odds and evens. And then you can hear a couple people saying like 17, two, three. You're not sure exactly the mechanics of this game, but then you hear like a large something rolling. And then you hear like some people like, ah, and then you hear some people like, oh, son of a, you know, cursing. And there's no fighting going on. This seems to be all good natured and fun, but it's kind of rowdy. Um, but you do hear, after a while of this playing, you hear a woman, or what sounds like a woman's voice, yell, come on, you all, we need to talk. We just got our orders from Rafe. Dude, you just, <laughs> if you're looking at the book and you look up for a second, you just see Char go, hmm. Eyes just like pop out of his skull, just... And you hear her say, those asses over at the Azure Cove didn't pay up, so uh, we have a job to do. And then it gets kind of quiet. And you're upstairs, so you can't hear what's happening anymore, but you're assuming there's like a more hushed conversation. I'm just going to close the door gently. Did you get? Did you ask me for investigation? Yes. Oh, thank Christ. 16. <laughs> okay. Um, you are flipping through the book, though, and you notice that when you turn the first page and it hits the light, you can see like an indentation from where words have been written here. But there are no pages missing. So it's not like somebody wrote something and ripped it out. It's more like it looks like somebody wrote on this first page multiple times and the words are just gone. That's the sense you get from this. Um, so I would like to flip to like the next page or several pages and see if I can still see like that. Like, is there an indent on subsequent pages? No, not really. Hmm. Um, okay, let me, I'm going to rummage around in my bag really quick. Okay. Um, I have ink, but I don't really have what I'm looking for. So I'm going to take one of the, um, I'm going to, I'm, are there windows here? There's one window in the room, yes. All right. I'm going to open the window and I'm going to light one of the incense sticks. Okay. And um, like I'm just going to let it burn for a little bit and collect the ash from it. And then I want to um, take some of that ash and like really lightly like rub it over the indented piece uh, page. Okay. You do that. You take it and the the ash from the incense, which on normal paper would leave like a smudge or something like that. It does smudge the page. But as soon as you like blow on it, it just blows completely off the page. And the page doesn't look like there was anything there to begin with. So there's no like catch from the indent or whatever. There's no catch at all. Okay. All right. Huh. Well, that's interesting. It doesn't leave a single mark on the page. Almost like the paper itself is rejecting whatever this is. Okay. Um. Sure. 
Char, are you doing anything? Panicking. I'm panicking. <laughs> I'm way too into this book to be paying you any attention. That's fair. Doesn't mean I'm not panicking. <laughs> um, I'm going to cast Find Familiar. It's my last friggin' spell. Cast it as a ritual. You don't have to take up the spell slot. I'm going to cast Find Familiar as a ritual. <laughs> All right. You do so. And Tora, your Luna Moth, springs into being. <laughs> yeah. Hello, beautiful. <laughs> she kind of flutters over towards you and like kind of perches on your nose for a second when you say that. And then kind of flaps away and is just sort of. Uh, what do you make of this book? She sort of, she flutters down to the book, looks around at it, and then back up to you. Peculiar, isn't it? She's just sort of fluttering there, but you do get the sense that she agrees. Hmm. Um, do you want to take a little trip? She waits patiently. Do you want to see who's outside? She starts to flutter towards the window. Yeah. So I would like to see through her eyes and mm. hear what she hears. Um, your eyes. Yeah. But okay. before I do that, I'm just going to say I'm, I'll am i be right back. And then like. <laughs> Glaze yeah. over. So, so Char, you are in this sort of meditative trance, almost hyper-focused on what's going on downstairs. You hear the mention of this Rafe, this person that you only know of because of the note that Adhara was carrying, you come out of this meditation and you're about to explain to Zamira what you just heard. And she says, I'll be back. And her eyes almost like roll back in her head and she's just gone. And you see Tora sort of flutter and go out the window. <laughs> you know, it's almost like our entire life is entertainment for somebody else. <laughs> uh, Zamira, this is an odd experience. Uh, you've done this, a I mean, you've done it a couple times in the past, but it never gets old. Um, this feeling of flying and, you know, seeing through these eyes that aren't your own. And Tora flutters down and goes out the window and comes around to the front and you don't see anybody hanging around the front of the building across the street at another establishment. Uh, you see a couple people outside, two men and a woman, they're smoking and talking and don't seem to be engaged in anything else. But for the most part, the street's pretty quiet. Uh, Tora flutters around to the side of the building um, and then towards the back and back there, you can see that there are a couple horses that are tethered up there, including the horse that you rode into town. So it still exists. And the horse you rode in on. Yeah. And uh, you see that there are two adults there that look to be, I mean, they're not wearing armor. They just sort of look like armed brutes with weapons on their sides and they seem to be guarding these these horses and that's mostly all she sees she then 
comes up through the window? Well, before she comes up, so I just I'm I'm looking for anyone that looks like they're also looking for someone. Like I'm I I'm specifically trying to see if there's someone scouting this place. Yeah, you there's you did not see anything like that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I can also hear what she hears. Was okay. there a ruckus nearby? Like any any like shenanigans? No, nothing like that. I mean, you the people across the street that are smoking and carrying on, uh, you hear the woman saying things like, oh, stop, you're such an ass. And like the, the two men just are like, oh, you know, like, yeah. yeah, it's. But other than that, she doesn't even, it's pretty quiet. Okay. All right. So she comes back upstairs and I kind of, blink and like try to shake it off a little bit god that's weird every time yeah you see Tora sort of perch on Zem's shoulder and Zem comes back into herself yeah you see Shard just like dead ass staring at you just like we are in trouble right now there's no one here first of all thank you I appreciate of course there's no one here <laughs> no I don't mean here right now there's like there's nothing going around Rafe on downstairs was mentioned downstairs yeah mentioned was he downstairs the azure coast didn't pay okay i'm sorry hold on one second i my head is not clear yet hold on i'm just gonna take a second to breathe who's the azure coast that's an excellent question who is the azure coast both of you roll me uh, history checks. Shit. Zem, I'll give you guidance. Plus two for you. So, 21, 2, 3, 4. Do I need to even try? I got a 10. <laughs> no. Uh, Zem, the Azure Coast is a casino. It is in the gaming district. It's off the main thoroughfare. You've noticed it a couple times while being here in the past because the outside is bright blue and has these large statues of like a mermaid and a seashell. And there's like a water feature out front that they make have like bubbles every once in a while to get people's attention. It's... It's one of the nicer casinos outside of the High Roller District. They're saying the Azure Coast didn't pay, and the Rafe is giving the orders now. They're looking for something, because something didn't happen. So I'm assuming what didn't happen was our arrival. You need to stop panicking. That's fair. So any number of things could have happened if they're talking about this casino and the the they so the casino didn't pay that's what they said i mean that could just be like their month their dues they didn't pay their dues why wouldn't a casino pay dues greed okay so if rafe was the one that your mother was communicating with. And he's giving the orders now. Mm -hmm. 
why wouldn't the casino essentially pay for their own muscle? Or whatever jobs they have them doing? I mean, they might... Everything here is twisted and shady. Who knows? There's any number of reasons why the business is... I tried not to pay attention to this part of my mother's life. You know that. I do. So I'm going to take out the letter and read it again. Okay. From, like, the you know, the one from my mother to read. Yes. So... Okay. So, again, it says, Be on the lookout for a pair of runaways. Both red of hair, pale skin, dangerous. The girl has magic. We suspect the boy does as well. We need them alive. 1,000 gold pieces for each of them, unharmed. Charlemagne Viff Broom, Zamira Coltane, age 20, known aliases, Sharn Zem. And then at the end of this one, it says there's more than gold in it for you if you come through for us. Slut. <laughs> um... Okay. So we don't have more than a thousand gold pieces each to like offset this. No. You did intercept the note. So it stands to reason that Rafe might not know about this deal yet. That is true. But do you really think that it wouldn't go unnoticed for as long if your mother's the one involved? What do you mean? You said it looked like her handwriting. Mm-hmm. Adhara's only been dead for a couple hours now. 36 they... pot? Oh, no. no you... We haven't even spent the night yet. No, it's been like maybe more than 12 hours, but less than 24, somewhere in that ballpark. So... They might not know that she hasn't arrived yet. So we essentially have one free night of rest, potentially. Yeah. So the first thing we do when that little one gets back is figure out a disguise more than just dyeing her hair. I mean, they didn't really describe us outside of this. The red of hair. Yeah. And, you know, how do you feel about drag? I have no fault. I'm fine with it. I'm just saying. No, I'm I'm being completely serious. They're looking for a guy and a girl, red of hair. We take care of the hair, and then we have two feminine-looking beings out there, and we can pawn some of this shit off, and we can see what we can find out. Because it doesn't matter what move we make next if we don't know who's after us and where they're potentially from or going. Because that's what we need to avoid. Okay. And okay. F- and figure out, like, what is so special about us? Like, I, I know that... I know what's special about you, but, like, I don't know <laughs> why they have a bug up their butt about this. Okay, so tomorrow we'll figure it out. Yeah. My mom, for all her faults, I don't think that she's. I feel like her sending this was trying to get ahead of that. I don't think she's involved in coming after us. Yeah. Okay. So let's. 
Okay. But uh, there's not anyone like watching this establishment currently. Mm-hmm. So let's let's just wait around for a little bit, dye the hair, and then we'll go out for a little bit, and then we'll come back. Yeah. Okay. And we're running off of exhaustion currently. Yeah, we 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 probably should sleep before we do anything. Okay, you want to start sleeping? I'll just wait till she gets back. You want to wake me up when she gets here? Is that what you mean? Yeah, I can. At least you can start getting some sleep. As you're saying that, is the door open? No, I closed it after. You hear a knock at the door. Who is it? Um, I I got the stuff you wanted. Oh, yeah. Uh, one sec. I'll go and open the door. Okay. It's the little girl. She's back. She's brought um with her two containers. They're just glass jars with screw tops on them, and the stuff inside looks like mud. All right. Uh, and she says, I. I, I went as fast as I could, um, and I, I got both of these for you. Um, the, the woman who gave it to me said that it should darken your hair. Okay. Uh, did you tell the woman anything else? No, I just told her that there was a woman staying with us who needed to make her hair darker. That's all. Okay. I appreciate that, uh, and you can keep the change for being as quick as you were. Oh. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much. If you guys need anything else, you just let me know. I'd be happy to get it for you. Who is this again? I don't know why I didn't write her name down. You didn't ask her her name. What's your name, by the way? I'm sorry. Uh, it's Constance. They they call me Connie. It's very steadfast. Thank you, Constance. Yeah, of course. Hey, Connie. Yeah. Where would I go to get, like, a fancy dress, like a pretty dress? Oh, um, I, around here, I mean, there are some, there are some stalls, um, just, like, two streets over, but, I, I mean, and they sell some, some, like, okay, some nice stuff, but honestly, if, if you guys go over there, you're probably gonna get robbed, uh, you, if you have the money, it might just be better to go back to the Silk Arch. Um, they have way nicer stuff there, but I, I mean, they aren't, they're closed. Most of the stalls there might be closed for the day, though, so you may want to wait until tomorrow. Okay. That's smart. Thank you. Yeah, of course. She turns and she closes the door on her way out. Make sure it's locked. You're not going to wait till tomorrow, are you? Or, do you think I'm going to go rob them? No. I think we should go over to the, I don't, I just don't feel like having a target on my back already. That's fair. So. Right, die here first. Die here first. Let's, let's rest and then dye our hair in the morning. Okay. Did you want to set up alarm? Yeah. I can't. As I used my last spell slot on. You can cast it as a ritual, I believe. Alarm is a ritual? Yeah. Yeah, you also use Find Familiar as a ritual. Oh, yeah, I did. I un I forgot to unmark my... Okay, yep. We'll do that. All right. Perfect. Um, I'm assuming you did like you did the last time when you stayed at an inn where it sort of is just outside the door radius so if somebody grabs the handle. 
Yeah. Um, we were like the second floor or were we? Yeah, second floor. Okay. Was, is there a landing or like a ledge outside of our window? No, it's completely flat dropped to the ground below. Is the room bigger than a 20 foot cube? No, this room's maybe like a 12 foot box. Okay. It's not. All right. So then, yeah, like the whole way around so that like if someone's trying to scale the wall and get in the window, (laughs) uh, I'll have a alarm for that too. All right. Perfect. Set the alarm spell. Both go to sleep. You both sleep like the dead. You are exhausted. You both have nightmares tonight. Zem, this is not... This is not one of your divination dreams. This is something different. Because you've never taken a life before. And you've taken two. Just in the past less than 24 hours. And you spend the night reliving that moment over and over and over again. But the difference between your experience of this and the experience that Shar had when he accidentally killed the guard is that where Shar is almost sick to his stomach during those moments and wakes up in a cold sweat, there's a part of you that sort of enjoys it. There's a part of you that enjoys that memory um, of feeling that power cascading through you. And it's not until just before you wake up in the morning when you are having this this moment where you can feel the witch bolt leaving your hand, striking at Hara. You can see the, the crackle in the air and feel the energy around you that you hear just like a faint whisper in your ear, just saying, yes, yes, this is what you were made for. And you wake up at that. Char, your dreams tonight are similar to the ones you've been having, where things are normal. You're dreaming about everyday activities. The man um, who you killed with the guiding bolt is still there in the background, just watching. You almost become sort of numb to his existence. But you're so panicked And there's so much anxiety just about everything that's happening around you, not understanding, not not knowing where to go next, that you're even you're having a hard time even focusing on what's happening in these dreams. And when you wake up, you're you're finding it hard to breathe. And you feel like your your heart pounding in your chest and your your blood pressure is through the roof and you're having a legitimate panic attack and it takes you a long time to calm down even with your monk training even with everything you have all of the skills you have to be able to feel normal again before you can engage with Zamira before you can even move into this day but you both get a long rest. Okay, so there's probably going to be at least a good 10 minutes waking up 
that I'm just going to lay there, pretend to be asleep. I'm going to write down my dream, but I'm not going to write down the feeling of... I'm gonna like I'm I'm not writing down the fact that I had any type of enjoyment or any positivity about it at all. So I'm just gonna be very brief, very nondescript, very I dreamed of this over and over. That's all I'm putting in it. Yeah. And then I'm gonna close it and like kind of abandon it and um start taking out like the hair dye and I have long ha hair, so I'm gonna like I'm gonna start. On okay. That. Okay, the consistency of this hair dye is very henna-y. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, it has that reddish-brown mud look to it that a lot of henna has. Um, it smells very earthy. You're not really sure what to expect from this, but it's what you have. So you start slathering it onto your hair, working this mud through. Eventually, Char, when you collect yourself and you're ready... Zamira will also put this into your hair. And you wait. Is there anything you want to discuss while your hair is coloring? We're going to do our eyebrows, too. Perfect. Eyebrows, too. Do you have facial hair? No. <laughs> all right. First of all, aren't I going in drag in, like, an hour? <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say. Like, we're going to... Have to shave oh, that oh, off. Oh. <laughs> you're gonna be like you're going at the bearded lady friend. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So after about an hour passes, uh, the two of you, there's no running water in this room, so you will need to make your way downstairs and out back where there's like a hand pump well type situation to rinse this out of your hair, but. It's pretty early in the morning because you guys went to bed fairly early. So there's not really a lot of, there's nobody else. Everybody stays up late and gets up late. So you can do this fairly nonchalantly without getting other people involved. Good. But. I'm literally just following your lead at this point. I'm just, I am out of my depth completely. But. So. Once you rinse it off and it starts to dry a little bit because as we well, as people who dye their hair know, it changes as it dries. But once it dries completely, um, Char, your hair was like a darker red color than Zamira's was. And your hair has turned a deep like mahogany brown color. And Zamira, your hair is much lighter brown, closer to what Char's natural hair color is, but still slightly less red. Okay. Like a very dark, dark... Like auburn? Auburn mm -hmm. color. Okay. I want to take a look at my spells um, for, like, preparing spells. Okay. So while Zamira is going through her spell book, sort of memorizing spells for the day, Shar, is there anything you need to do in preparation for the day? Um, just another reminder that I have split up my coin pouches through all over my body. Yes. My remaining 19 gold. Um, 
I'm keeping the daggers, but I don't have any of them ready. Okay. So they're in the bag, like as a reserve for later. So if I need them, I don't have them, but I have them. Yeah, gotcha. Um, and same thing with the rations and the rope. But I don't know if we're really selling anything else. All right. But mostly I'm just trying to like rack my brain as to what we would use ivory for. Or not ivory. God damn it. <laughs> incense for in that amount, like that capacity, if there would have ever been. No, uh, especially you, Shar, since you don't have this formal magical training, you have no idea what this could possibly be for. I mean, at the temple, they that's what, that's burn, meant, like more. yeah, like they burn incense and like rituals. Um, you know, they'll do it a couple times a month to um, sort of honor the gods. Um, and you've seen them get shipments, large shipments of incense. I mean, this looks like one of the crates you might order for the temple, but that's for a whole temple. So the fact that he could be using something like this in the course of casting a single spell is But a thousand shocking. gold pieces worth? Would yeah. have, like, we would have that much shipped to the temple? So, no. So you wouldn't... This is very high quality incense. You might get oh. a crate like this of like a lesser quality incense. So basically like a tenth of the price kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And this amount of incense would last you like an entire year at the temple. So what is on the docket first for this day? Can I look over the armor and the shield to make sure there's not like any specific markings? Oh, yeah. You take a look at this and there are no markings on this. This is just pretty standard equipment you could buy from any blacksmith. Um, nothing denoting it as belonging to an organization. Okay. I just want to make sure. Yeah. So maybe let's hold off on, can we, cause we can't really sell anything that's not. So we're just to confirm we're holding on to the ivory. We're selling a good bit of the incense. I don't want to take the ivory into the into the um, murky knot. Okay, so we're leaving it here. Okay, Do, will, will we have the rooms when we get back? Yeah, I mean, I've I've paid for it. Do you feel comfortable leaving them in the room? I mean, no, but it's better than taking it into the murky knot. Like it's it's, I'm. I don't see that we have a choice. It's, it freaks me out over there. Okay. So we'll take as few things as possible. Pretty much just what we're wanting to get rid of is what I would take. And then anything that you absolutely cannot not have on your person, but you better have that against your skin at all times. Like I'm not taking this, my, my pendant off. It's going to stay tucked. <laughs> So if we're going from the murky knot over to the silk arch right after, I'm going to have to leave the katana. That would be quite noticeable if yeah, somebody that was walking into the silk arch as a man walks out as a female with the same katana. Correct. I'm trying to eliminate noticing features. Right. But I'm not going to get rid of my pendant either. Right. And I'm not going to braid my hair. 
because like I always wear my hair braided. I'm just going to let it do its thing. All right. So we will pick up next time with Zem and Shar heading into the murky knot to try to unload some of this gear. Thanks, guys. Tune in next week when we go sell some shit on the black market. Oh, shit, that sounds really bad out loud. Oh, my God. <laughs> Intro music by Isaac Byers. Character designs by Cam Gonzalez. Photos by Rachel Bianchi. Special thanks to Kaylin Williamson. Produced by Leah Hemrick. Graphics designer Jen Kearney. And audio engineer Arthur Polino.